עם שחר עזאני, and in the news, Israelism, a new documentary film, a screened at UCLA, making its way across the United States. The film was hosted last week by the UCLA Nazarian Center for Israel Studies, showcasing its controversial claim that the American Jewish community indoctrinates its children with pro-Israel and Zionism while ignoring the plight and very existence of Palestinians. The movie's promotion on Twitter even reads as follows. We have been told that the only way Jews are safe is if Palestinians are not safe. When was the last time you heard that at your local Jewish school? Naturally, the film and its screening brought about much uproar in the community, among students and beyond. To hear more about this movie and the reactions to it, it gives me great pleasure to speak today with two wonderful guests. The first, Abe Foxman, legendary former head of the Anti-Defamation League and one of the most prominent leaders of American Jewry today. Later on, we'll be speaking with Natalie Masachi, president of the UCLA chapter of SSI, Students Supporting Israel, who was actually present at the screening at the UCLA Israel Studies Center. Abe, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for joining us on JBS. I'm glad to be with you. I'm sorry about this subject, but it is- Right, right. But you know, we're all in the business of exposing the truth, right? You've dedicated your life to it. And I'd love to start by, first of all, you know, mentioning to our viewers that you were actually interviewed for this film. And one of the things uh, you tweeted shortly after its release, a couple of weeks ago, you tweeted as follows. This is both an anti-Israel and anti-American Jewish community film. Sadly and innocently, I agreed to be interviewed, being told that the film will examine the special relationship between Israel and American Jews. What a sham. I regret being part of this. Abe, what happened? Tell us a little bit. Um, I guess we all, we all are naive at times. Um, it actually was five years ago. I almost forgot that I did it, forgot that it even exists. Uh, I was reached out. By, five uh, years, by the way, you said? Five, five years? years? It was five, about five years ago. Wow. And, um, you know, somebody recommended somebody, and I, I didn't do very much vetting, but when they said the subject is to focus on the special relationship between the American Jewish community and Israel, I said, sure, why not? And so I did a lengthy interview um, I, they may have even submitted the questions in advance. I don't remember. I did sign off as you, all of us sign off when you, when you do a film and totally forgot about it. They reached out to me a couple of weeks ago saying the film is ready, but I'd like to see it. They sent me a link, uh, the link expired. I asked for another link and then I started watching it. And that after 10 minutes, I just turned it off because it was it was it was a propaganda anti-Israel, anti-American Jewish community, and you know what? Just the title Israelism should give you a hint uh, if it's about American Jews and Israel. What kind of title is Israelism? Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's fake. It's it's fake news. It's fake documentary. Um, they have their right to do whatever they want, but not sell it under a fake disinformation banner and that's what right. they do 
You know, I think that's uh, for me is one of the most important elements of speaking with you. And for the sake of our viewers, when you go online and you check the premise of the film, let me just read a few lines from the way they present themselves. And it reads as follows. When two young American Jews raised to be unconditionally love Israel witness the brutal way Israel treats Palestinians, their lives take sharp left turns. They join a movement of young American Jews battling the old guard, nice to meet you, hey, by the way, um, to redefine Judaism's relationship with Israel, revealing a deepening generational divide over modern Jewish identity. It doesn't get more propagandic than this. Right. It's all biased. It's, it's preordained. They have their point of view, which is fine. Again, you know what? Sell the film for what it is. Right. And, you know, project it. Be proud of what you're at. I was certainly was not invited to be interviewed as part of, of, of what they wanted to do, but they used it. They, they, again, I didn't see it all because it was just too much. It turned my stomach after 10 minutes and I said, what do I need to be aggravated about? But well, you know, later on, later yeah. on, we'll speak with Natalie who saw it all and we'll hear from her about that. But I, I just want to pause for a minute and ask you, first of all, the, 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 your, your desire for honesty is clear. And that's what we're asking of this film. If your propaganda, just claim yourself to be a piece of propaganda. But it's not the first time we've heard those claims that supposedly the American Jewish community indoctrinates its children to, for the support of Israel. If you watch the promotional video they posted on Twitter, the People for Bernie account that we, uh, that we saw before, um, you see that they're actually showing footage of young children, kindergarten age, with flags of Israel, probably celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut, Independence Day or something. And in my eyes, Abe, I immediately saw the connotation when, when we see uh, what's happening in Gaza under Hamas, when they're indoctrinating their children for violence. And there is kind of like an attempt to, to maybe equate the two to show that we're doing, we're doing the same. Is that the way you see it as well? Yeah, it, they try to make this moral equivalency, but but again, you know, um, we we pray to Jerusalem. <laughs> our religion is based on our Taryag mitzvot. Our base, you cannot fulfill your six hundred and thirteen mitzvot without Aliyah, without being in Israel. Without, so you know, is that that's the indoctrination they're talking about? It's right. Jewish faith. Jewish faith is, is Zion. Is Zionism. So yeah, I guess we are indoctrinated, but then then it's an attack against Judaism as well. Because right. as children, we grow up, we're taught about Jerusalem. We're taught about the, the, uh, the three holidays. We're taught about, um, you know, the history. And our history goes back there. So if that's part of the indoctrination, the more the merrier, I hope it's... Yeah, you know, um, in a way, I was kind of like, like the best anti-Semitic claims against us. You know, Jews control everything. Jews control the media. Sometimes I say, yeah. I wish, I wish more communities indoctrinate for the love of Israel. I hope, yeah, I hope that enough do. I wish we would be as successful as they think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I there was something else there that troubled me and i'm just wondering you know in that short promotional video they posted on social media you see a girl saying you know that 10 percent of her friends joined the idf there is a there is a hidden argument there that you know jews go and join another country's army somehow directing um the attention to the supposed argument of dual loyalty and look at the jews they're willing to fight for another country, which is, you know, one of the oldest anti-Semitic tropes against American Jews. 
Well, that's part of it. Part of it is that our loyalty is not to the Jewish people, certainly not to the Palestinians, but only to Israel. It's there. That line goes out. And again, for the audience, it's ironic that they're promoting it in the Jewish community. My concern is, I think they, they premiered in Montana, of all places, right. and well-received. So it's a double-edged sword here. They want to play it in the Jews and hope the Jews will, will go and see it because it deals with Israel and then do the propaganda. But to the non-Jewish community, that will play into anti-Semitic tropes. And, you know, um, unfortunately, we all know how easy it is to get funding for filming when you come with anti-Jewish, anti-Israel claims, supposedly pro-Palestinian, even though I claim that that's not at all because it doesn't bring peace any closer. But isn't this rehashing of the old, stale Peter Beinart claims of, you know, uh, a decade ago about this connection between the older generation and the younger generation about Israel and how the younger generation is no longer as Zionistic as, you know, as we were and the older generation is, which, by the way, I completely argue against, as we'll see when we speak with Natalie, but it's kind of like rehashing old statements and claims. Well, because a lie, when you use a lie and repeat the lie and you think the lie works, and usually it does work, sadly enough, but that's nonsense. You have more, you have more young kids who have been to Israel in the last 20 years than you've had in the 75 years of Israel's existence. So there are more young people acquainted, experienced with, look positively. But the minority always gets the news because it's it's man bites dog, not dog bites man. And so that's what they're selling. That's what they're selling. Sure there are, sure there are. And there always have been. There always have been. We've always been a society and a community that likes to debate, that likes to argue and takes positions on all sides. But the overwhelming majority of diaspora Jewry is pro-Israel, whether they're five years old or they're a hundred years old, that's still the overwhelming majority, but they focus on a minority. Minority has a right to have its view, but it doesn't represent the totality of American Jews yesterday, today, and I believe tomorrow. And you know what? One of the things also um, that, that that it's worth mentioning is the film may present itself as a, you know being critical thinking tool for young Jews and others to think about the delicate political situation. But it's nothing but sheer attack against the Jewish community. And you know what stood out to me immediately was when I see your name alongside the name of great Zionists like Cornell West, Peter Beinart. Um, you know, Noam Chomsky, these are not people who usually, you know, you, Abe Foxman, would share a panel with. Well, okay, so this is also misinformation and disinformation and trying to project it for what it's not, hoping to get people to go see it. Yep, exactly. Um, which I, I was I was um, very eager to speak to you when I saw your tweet, because I think it's important for people out there to understand, first of all, when they see your name as part of the movie, it renders it some legitimacy. And it's important to understand exactly what it means. And I have to tell you, in one of the comments I saw online to your tweet, um, and you, you were calling out the, the movie, the filmmaker's dishonesty in misrepresenting the, the, the film to you, and by doing so dragging you into it. And one of the responses was, they weren't dishonest with Abe, they were just cunningly um, sophisticated. And that to me says it all about the nature of this movie and Israelism. It, it's sad, but uh, on the other hand, 
Okay, you know what? We we have to make sure that people know what they what it is that they're going to see. But if you look at the, if you look at the trailer, even with my picture, when you look all the other six pictures, right. it's very clear what the movie's all about. Right. The, the trouble is most people don't know. They don't know Cornell West's position. They don't know Bynot's positions. They don't know Chomsky's positions. So they may come in and say, oh, interesting film about, you know, right. American juries about Israel. You know, so, and, and but we do, and we are here to share those views and to make sure that everybody out there knows. And also, it's also worth mentioning, we're not afraid of critical thinking, of debating, of having our own issues. You land foot in Israel and that's all that you're gonna see is, is uh, you know, discord and disagreement and critical thinking and critical about everything. So they're not teaching us anything new that we don't, that we haven't known before. When, when, when I hear the argument that, you know, you can't criticize Israel because you've criticized Israel, it's anti-Semitism. I say, right. that go to Israel. There's more criticism of Israel, its government, its people per square kilometer, square foot in Israel than anywhere else in the world. Right. So that's not the issue. The issue is not criticism, but it's honest criticism, it's fair criticism, and not propaganda, which this film really is. What a terrific sentence to remember. Honest criticism, fair criticism and not propaganda. Be honest even when it comes to criticism. Abe, thank you so much, not, not just for joining me and joining us here today, but also for your uh, long time standing by Israel and the Jewish people and for your immense contribution for everything that we see happening today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for raising your voice and pointing out the truth. Well, too. And now joining us all the way from Los Angeles, California, is Natalie Masachi. As I said before, she's the president of the UCLA chapter of the pro-Israel student organization, SSI, Students Supporting Israel. And Natalie was actually at the screening of the film at the Nazarian Center last week. Natalie, it's a pleasure to have you with us on JBS. Thank you so much, Shahar, for having me here today. I'm really excited to talk to you about this today because... You know, we're the future. The youth is yes. the future. Yes, you are, by the way. And I want our viewers to remember, whenever they tell you that, you know, young Jews have abandoned Zionism, and just like this movie is telling us that young Jews are being lied to and they don't know, they do know. Do not underestimate our future generation. They know exactly what they're talking about. Natalie, so first of all, let's talk uh, about you for a minute. As an ardent Zionist, I'm sure many parents, grandparents, families, people out there are eager to know what's the secret? How do you grow up to become somebody who is so, you know, outspokenly Zionistic and a lover of Israel? What's your secret? So the secret is simple, honestly. Um, what makes me so unique is my background. So I am Israeli, Persian, and Ecuadorian. And oh, while wow. those three are mixed together, it really shapes me into the person that I am today, mainly because of the culture and the support of my family everywhere, whether that's in South America, in Iran, and in Israel. And I think that support really makes me the Zionist and the person that I am today, because regardless of the rhetoric being shown on their TV screens, like I said, in South America, in Iran, um, in Israel, we all know the truth. And I think my family putting you know, their support in me is what makes me proud to be a Zionist and proud so, to be in Israel. Yes. So you see, we see again the importance of family um, and how important the effect is as you know, we nurture Zionism from within, again, undermining the notion of the film, supposedly. Uh, did you grow up 
telling yourself that Jews are safer only if Palestinians are not safe? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think that that rhetoric being shown on a film like that disgusted me to the point where, similar to Abe Foxman, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave immediately. But, you know, I think it's my duty as a student to learn and see what is out there so that I can go back into my club at SSI and to my other positions that I have and actually be able to educate, you know, other pro-Israel students like this is what is out there and this is how we need to combat these issues. So let, let me ask you, let's talk about the screening itself at the uh, Nazarian Center for Israel Studies. You hear about the screening, you try to get in. By the way, was it easy to get tickets? No, it was not easy to get tickets. If you ask me, it seemed that there were enough tickets for the other side and not enough tickets for pro-Israel students and pro-Israel faculty. So, uh, but then eventually you were able to make it to the screening itself. Yes, I was able to get in. Um, I was able to say, you know, I had some tickets under my name. They weren't able to find my name and I just got in somehow, but I was very happy that I was able to get in. Yeah, you, um, you were seen holding a sign expressing your disappointment of the fact that the uh, Israel Study Center at UCLA was showing the film. Tell us a little bit about that feeling. Holding this up, was just a testament to my overall disappointment with the Nazarian Center for allowing this film to be shown on the grounds of the school that I walk on every day, other pro-Israel students walk on every single day. And I felt that this was a gateway and a bridge to allow anti-Israel propaganda to circulate in a seemingly pro-Israel affiliate, such as the Nazarian Center. So, so you, I was really you weren't you weren't, um, you didn't view the film, and, and let's talk about your experience as you came in. You didn't look at the film as yet another, you know, thoughtful, critical thinking tool about the conflict, but you actually, when you stood up there, and we're, we're going to show this video now. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Um, my name is Natalie Masachi. I grew up in the U.S., and I have never, ever heard of any of the sentences mentioned in this film. To the contrary, they always, always spoke about peace and understanding between Israel and her neighbors. I am also active of students supporting Israel here at UCLA. I am a second year student studying English, a pre-law. And I know the facts. I know the truth. We know the truth. But how about all of my students friends and peers who are not knowledgeable and will encounter this propaganda defenseless. And we can clearly hear you say, um, you know, you call this out as propaganda. You know, what makes this film propaganda in your eyes from what you've seen on the screen and you watched it? Yes, so the whole film was entirely propaganda. Um, they talked about IDF soldiers and their experiences with baseless, no facts at all, and instead used cartoon images to display a propagandic thing similar to a lot of uh, propaganda cartoons that we've seen throughout history. It was the similar things that I've learned in history. Like what? What, what? what did they show, for instance, Natalie? For example, they were showing how a defenseless young Palestinian man 
was beaten to death on the outskirts of an IDF um, soldier base. Um, they didn't explain why he was there. They didn't explain why he was detained. They didn't explain anything to that knowledge. Um, they focused on the fact that the captain of the IDF was smoking and watching as the rest of the IDF soldiers uh, were beating him to death with no basis, just chose a random Palestinian and beat him to death. You, so there was no context for the film. No. Um, was there any balance? Was there any attempt to show the Israeli perspective? Yes, there was to show the Israeli perspective and then immediately was followed again, like I said, with propaganda and um, nothing of substance to show the other side in its entirety. Um, they would show like a very small amount and then just say how this is bad. So for instance, we just celebrated um, 75 years of Israel and they spoke about how this is the this needs to be shown to students because they are celebrating 75 years of Israel, but they don't know what's happening in the country because they are not there. So this film was extremely, extremely propagandic. And I will say it again and say it again because it is very detrimental to see this film and be defenseless. Yeah. Was there any mention in the film of Israel's desire to achieve peace with the Palestinians, of Israel initiating the Oslo Accords in the mid-90s, of building bridges for peace between Israelis and Palestinians, or was the movie solely accusatory uh, against Israel? Supposedly, um, the Palestinians are nothing but a victim, and Israel is nothing but an aggressor. Yes, so exactly. The film was to show that Israel is the colonizers and uh, Palestinians are defenseless. Um, they are not even citizens. And that is what this whole film was about. It wasn't about to show that Israel has provided countless, countless opportunities for peace and to show that young Zionists like myself are here for peace and to help. It was shown as we are the aggressors and we are taught at a very young age that if there is a Palestinian that is in need or in help, that you just spit on their face. And that you, that is the rhetoric. You know, the truth is, and you mentioned something here, that Palestinians are not citizens of Israel and that's somehow reason for disparity. But the truth is that there is a reason why Palestinians in Judea and Samaria and Gaza are not citizens of Israel. And that's because Israel has never annexed this territory into the sovereign state of Israel. And that in and of itself tells you that Israel is hoping to achieve some sort of a settlement with the Palestinians at some point when they desire peace as well. But even this point is twisted to show as if it's you know nefarious and again, a point of aggression from Israel towards the Palestinians. I'm also hearing rumors, Natalie, that you are wearing certain fashionable shirts to that screening. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was wearing a Zionism shirt, uh, compliments of students supporting Israel uh, National. Um, there were Zionism shirts that said Zionism on it. Uh, me and along with other of my colleagues came to the film wearing these shirts. And um, how did you feel was the overall sentiment of the people who sat in the room towards the movie and towards you uh, when you asked those questions? Did somebody, did anybody reach out to you afterwards? Did you have any kind of engagement? How did you feel? Share with us uh, from that perspective, your experience. Yes, so absolutely. So when I was at the film, like I said, we were 
not the majority, we were a clear minority among um, um, anti-Israel people that were in the crowd, that in itself, I was actually approached by somebody after leaving the auditorium. It was a very violent man who was very upset by my question um, and got very close to my personal space and was interrogating me whether I had spoken to Israeli soldiers. And for that, the people that I came with had to intervene and shove him away. In that moment, I was extremely terrified, not only because he felt comfortable enough to come up to me, but it's because this is the reaction of the film. This is what's going to happen when people watch this film. This film is not made to educate. This film is to open the doors towards hate speech, towards coming up to other pro-Israel people and being aggressive. This is what this film was made for. And like I mentioned before, to be a student and watching this is extremely detrimental. Not only that, but uh, did you did you let me just ask you the person who um reached out to you and uh, you know intimidated you was that a student or a community member? No, this was a community member. The whole so they had tickets for community members to come in and watch the movie, but a pro-Israel UCLA student is is told to come and hopefully will be able to get you in. Exactly, exactly, and. You know, we were surrounded by professors, um, namely Dove Waxman, who is very close with the film director. Um, along with that, there were a couple of his students that came along. And I, you know, I asked them, you know, you know, what is your position um, in coming? How did you like it? And they said, we came here because Dove Waxman was giving extra credit for students to come and watch this film. Extra credit for watching this uh, piece of yes. propaganda. Yes. Well, that's very that's very sad to hear. Natalie, I want to ask about SSI for a minute, um, Students Supporting Israel. So you're the president of that club at UCLA, um, spearheading the pro-Israel activity on campus. What inspired you to, you know, move ahead at UCLA with, you know, such blatant Zionism? And how are you planning on promoting Israel and Zionism at UCLA in your role as president? Yeah, so... I have been recently given the baton as being the new president of- Mazal Tov. Um, and I think congratulations, not just to, to you, but to us for having somebody like you um, be a leader on campus. Thank you. Thank you. And this is um, quite recent because our president is moving on. But to be completely honest with you, I just want to c- carry this national movement and make this club on campus one where it is a safe space for students who support Israel to be able to educate other people that are not familiar with the propaganda, that are not familiar with the hate speech, and be able to talk about all the negative narratives that they see on the media and be able to combat that with facts and with education. And And also, I have to say that when I encountered your activity on campus, the main word I keep on hearing is peace, shalom. Yes, yes, absolutely. Our club is made for peace. We are not here to join into the apartheid week that they like to create here at UCLA. We are not here um, to scream at each other and blast music and make it a whole charade. We are here because we want to instill peace in the pro-Israel students on campus and educate students that don't that maybe don't know about it and they want to learn more. 
let's you know that's a very important point natalie because at the end of the day zionism and israel there is so much to be proud about that is far beyond the geopolitical issues of the conflict israel is a is a world leader on a variety of fields from education to healthcare to development aid to you know global catastrophe assistance it's incredible to be able to shine that light and i think it's a worthwhile point to remember that when we do uh, what we call Israel advocacy and promotion, it doesn't just have to focus on reactions to propagandas that the other side is showcasing, because then we're limiting ourselves to their square. We should actually be able to determine the agenda ourselves and shine the light of Israel far and wide. Absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, um, as we've seen that young voices, um, such as the ones of CUNY Law, where in the commencement speech, right. there's been many in El Camino. Yes, and, and and exactly in El Camino, we have a duplicate where they are trying to mirror CUNY law, and unfortunately, the woman that spoke is going to be joining us here at UCLA next year, and to hear that news, being the new president of Students Supporting Israel. I think it's more important and more vital now more than ever to have a strong pro-Israel um, identity and to have a task force uh, alongside me and other neighboring um, clubs such as BFI and Tikva. And BFI is Bruins for Israel, for those yes. who are not familiar with yes. the UCLA jargon. Well, Natalie, I just want to say that I'm proud of you, as so many of our viewers are, for standing up uh, for Israel, for the American Jewish community, and for Zionism. And please continue to carry that baton, that voice, and that pillar of light as you move forward. We'll be keeping a close eye on you. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Los Angeles. Thank you so much for having me. To all of you, our viewers, I'd like to say thank you for joining us and for watching for yet another In the News, shedding light on all of the important issues of the day. For JBS, I'm Shahar Azani. Until next time, shalom and lehitaot. See you all soon.